Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 53, presented by Five Pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. Tim and Dexter Wiseman are joining me, as well as Adam Weber. And we have the man from PEI, two gold national championships in singles at the Open, John Walsh. All right, thanks for having me. Hey, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, John. All right, thanks. Um, so, obviously, our first topic will be... Um, the coronavirus, how it's uh, shut down pretty much all of Alberta, I think most of Ontario. I haven't heard too much about the rest of the provinces. How does that look for proprietors now that you're at, at least shut down for two weeks? Am I right? There's no guidelines. Right. Nothing. We have absolutely zero information as to when anyone's going to be able to reopen. I think the reason why you're seeing more of Alberta and Ontario saying stuff is that we're the two provinces that have been officially put into states of emergency. Um, so with that being said, Alberta made the announcement yesterday that uh, uh, private entertainment facilities uh, are not to be used at all. Uh, so um, bowling alleys are lumped in with that. So that means the end of all bowling alleys right now for Alberta. Um, and I believe in Ontario, and it looks like a lot of Saskatchewan shutting down. Um, I think most of BC is shut down at this point. Uh, there's no bowling anywhere at this point. So, yeah, uh, tough times. Uh, there's lots of talk about what they're going to be doing to help out proprietors. Um, it's just trying to figure out how to access that and if, it, uh, if it'll actually benefit okay. us at all. Um, they're talking about postponing mortgages, and that's – that's a lot for individuals, uh, you know, uh, pushing back mortgages for um, six months with the six major banks. Uh, but with that being said, uh, we are um, we are renting, so it's still going to be ultimately up to our landlord as to what he decides we need to do. Um, but if his mortgage is on on the building isn't being or is is allowed to be pushed back, then um, hopefully there's a little bit of give to us as well. But uh, we don't know yet, and there's a lot of uncertainty for everybody. Uh, when they did the state of emergency announcement yesterday, I mean, we were getting phone calls left, right, and center from all these other polling alleys. Like, what do you, what do, what do we do? What, what's going on? It's like, well, at this point, as soon as our last customer walks out, we're locking the door, and that's that. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we can figure out a timeline as to how long this is going to be and and what that means. Because even when everything is open up again, who's going to have money? Right? No, no one's going to have money to go do anything at this point. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Tax Season over there <laughs> complains about doing all this work, but he's got work, so that's good. <laughs> that's true. If, um, you're not, if you're not in plumbing, funerals, or taxes, I can see you being in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's where it's good that they, they decided to do six months for the mortgages, so that gives people an opportunity to get back on their feet there in a little bit. And who knows, but it's going to be a long road ahead for all businesses and all employees and everyone's in a tough spot. Right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. When, you know, I, we spoke to our counselor, our counselor actually bowls with us on Sunday and he said it was going to be, you're looking at eight weeks for, you know, uh, two months away. So, I mean, he didn't obviously he broke us the news a little bit too early. So we were, Kind of expecting it. Um, 
he's a close family friend so it makes it a little bit easier to understand at least we have kind of an in on things what's kind of going on and how people are feeling and whatnot uh but like i obviously you're a little nervous about everything going on but at the end of the day uh we're we're going to be one of millions of people that are going to be still going through that same thing and you know there's be other small businesses going to go through it and uh they're going to have to help us out somehow, I would think. Um, and obviously people don't want to own a, like the bank doesn't want to own a bowling alley. <laughs> you know, they don't want to own all this, these businesses. And, and, and I don't think uh, all these, these people who have tenants, I don't think they want to find new tenants right away because nobody would have money to, to fill those spots. So I think in a way you have to look at it. I think, I think it'll all work out. It's just, everybody needs to stay healthy, stay safe and uh, figure this whole coronavirus thing out right now. Kind of crazy. It's almost like the world just got put on pause for like two months. Yes. Right? Un so, unbelievable. So I think the, the hope of that is that, you know, basically when it comes off a of pause, that it's almost kind of like life is normal. And that in, well, only in the respect that, uh, you know, if all these, these payments have been deferred, Right, uh, everybody still has jobs at that point. Everything can just kind of go on. Now, obviously, it's not going to totally work like that. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people hurting. Just uh, you know, obviously, outside of the uh, the bowling world, especially here in Alberta, oil and gas is uh, already taking some major, major dives. So, um, plus, you know, all the uh, the the families here who uh, uh, who have kids that, that are not uh, at school anymore, or daycares, or any of that stuff, right? So there's uh, uh, quite quite a burden all, all over the place, but uh, definitely seeing some a lot of positive uh, vibes out there as well. There's definitely a lot of negative on Facebook, a lot of positives uh, with regards to uh, you know sure bowl in general. Uh, quite uh, quite the the uh, outpouring uh, support, and uh, I think uh, there, there's going to be a bit of a push here from the bowling community to at least continue. Uh, you know, some of the payments, you know, if, if, you know, obviously money allows for, for a lot of these people. So, um, you know, see, seeing some of that in, in your other local businesses is uh, really encouraging as well. So we are, we are so fortunate. Uh, we really are. The, the bowling world is an absolutely incredible place. Um, and obviously we're, we're super grateful to be a part of that. Um, we would have nothing if it wasn't for it. Uh, all of our friends are from bowling and uh, you guys are all family and um, we we're incredibly grateful and the, and the incredible amount of support that we've received in the last two days has been uh, nothing short of amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there was some people um, talking about paying the lineage guaranteed lineage for the three weeks that, uh, that we're not open and uh, or for, for the rest of their leagues, which is amazing. But the, it, it makes me feel really good and it makes me feel a little bit bad too, because I mean, obviously they do, they're doing it because they want to support and that's um, it means the world to us. But at the same time, there's so many people that are going through the heart, the same stuff that we're going through. And uh, I would, I would hate to see them, do this and then put themselves in a position two weeks down the road where they, they may have needed that, you know, um, we're all going to be in a tough spot and, uh, we're incredibly grateful for all of it. And, and honestly, thank you to everybody. Um, we're, we're going to get through it and, uh, 
everybody else is going to get through it. And as proprietors, uh, there's a lot of communication back and forth between all of us pretty much every second of the day right now. And uh, we're all going to find a way. Um, but make sure you take care of yourselves first, okay, guys? Mm -hmm. Honestly. How's it been over in PEI right now, John? Yeah, everything's uh, pretty quiet. Uh, just essential services really going. Um, you mean just with respect to bowling or in general? Uh, everything. Bowl, bowling everything, for sure. Yeah, yeah well, uh, liquor stores announced that they were going to close tomorrow for at 2 o'clock, so there was an hour wait to get in. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, bowling's been closed. I think the last center to close was Tuesday. And uh, we just have one case, but it's more, you know, precaution, trying to stay ahead of everything. Mm -hmm. It spreads like wildfire, that's for sure. I'm Why? shocked a liquor store isn't considered an essential service. Yeah, like how, how are they closing that? We, uh, Destro and I were at work today and we said, man, we got to go over and pick up some liquor. And then uh, we just never did, but uh, we got to stock up on that stuff. Mind we you, we have also, the bowling alley stuff. Yeah, we, we have our own personal <laughs> liquor store at the moment, so that's okay. Like, Might I not want to broadcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, on a lock and key. It's all right. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. If you can pull that keg out and bring it, wheel it down, it's all yours. We were, we were looking all at all that stuff uh, yesterday. I looked at the kegs from Alley Cat, and uh, I looked at it, I was like, they, they have a three-month lifespan, and one is due in the middle of April, and I looked at Dad, and I was like, if this thing, if we're not open by this point, and this thing's still sitting here, we are tapping this, and we're getting yeah. people to come over, and we're going to make sure that this thing is empty. I was going to say, which, <laughs> which house is it going to? Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> and it was funny, because our Alley Cat rep called me like 20 minutes later, and I was like, Amber's like, you know what? the the best way that we can support the businesses right now is if you have to return kegs you can you're more than welcome to i was like amber we've already talked about this we're gonna have a party you're invited come on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there, oh. there's a lot of stuff to think about at the moment but um what do you do yeah plus all all your food and all that stuff too right so yeah that, that's sitting there and yeah that's yeah, definitely not good Ho hopefully you guys get some support from those reps that's uh um, I, I could only imagine some of the phone calls that they're getting from, you know, even the, the, the bigger stores that they're, they're dealing with right mm -hmm. now. Right. It's, uh, I, I couldn't even imagine the request for returns. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, not going to lie. I was a little lazy, Adam, the stores in the lineups with all the meats and stuff like that. It's absolutely crazy. I just, I placed an order with, uh, with my Cisco rep and she waived the minimum fee and I just got to meet today. So I didn't have to go to the store. Yeah. We both bought like $100 worth of ground beef. <laughs> it was good. And chicken um, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, smart. I, I did the, uh, the M&M's trip yesterday just uh, to make sure there's some frozen food kicking around. And, you know, I went to Sobeys for the first time in, in a couple of weeks. And, yeah, the, all, all the, the produce was, was basically gone. Bread was already gone next to no meat left and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. There, there's definitely a panic mode that's, that's going on right now. And um, I don't yeah. know if produce is, is the thing to, to hoard, but. <laughs> well, I, I mean, this is going to go on for, I, I mean, 
our, we, we have no timeline. But I, you've got to think that this is going to get worse before it gets better. So it, it's gotten exponentially worse in the last two weeks. So you got to think that we have another two weeks of it getting worse. And then if it starts getting better, like we're looking at a month, month and a half, two months before anything is like back to normal at all. So yeah, hoarding produce, what good is that going to be? Like that, that's got to go bad by the time you get to it. They're not shutting down grocery stores, people. No. They're not. So just chill out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's interesting. I uh, wish, wish Carrie was here. I did, there was uh, no toilet paper. So I ended up getting uh, uh, just some of those like single servings of um, like paper towel. Oh, God. So just in case. I, I still wanted to take, uh, take Carrie a picture of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I actually actually called Grandpa and Grandma, and he the first thing he says, "I picked up more toilet paper." Grandpa, you already have. It's like it's gonna be okay. So, but it's all good. So now we're just starting to work on projects. I mean, you know, May is our normally our slowest our slowest month, so we're just doing all that stuff in hopes that May won't be slow. So, working on the flooring, and we're gonna do some painting and. We got a whole bunch of stuff while the uh, the while Rona was still open, and go from there. Starting to work on pin deck lighting. Uh, I'll be doing all the cutting with the table saw because Dad decided to <laughs> slice his hand open today. So, uh, but hey, we'll keep ourselves busy. That's for sure. I guess there's a hope that you know you lock people up for four or six weeks, then they're going to be anxious to go out and do things when you know they're able to maybe maybe that time of year you will be busy yeah that, that's a really good point we just got to hope for crappy weather at that point <laughs> well to be to be honest with you john I, I said this to on steve barker's post a while back i think a couple of days ago it's like we noticed a lot out here with the oil boom and, and the collapse out here uh we already started in a recession from that so we see a lot of people that maybe you would go to Mexico or Jamaica or whatnot. Instead, now they're doing a stay-at-home vacation or they find more things for the family to do. So even though we had that sort of recession in Alberta for a while now, uh, we find that people are trying to find things like bowling and stuff like that. And I think mm -hmm. for us, I think especially when you're – I don't think the travel ban is going to be lifted anytime soon, even if we, things are open. I think – that will be something hopefully viable for people to come out and do right in your provinces. So fingers crossed. You're right, John. Yeah. It's good to see you, Carrie. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we had masters this, uh, this weekend. Uh, one of the, the few provinces that, that was continuing symbol. And I, I know, uh, was it Saskatchewan ended up uh, postponing stuff like that? Yeah, uh, and Manitoba did too. Congrats to Timmy on uh, on the singles win, along with uh, Jennifer Smith. Uh, yeah, represent us pretty well. Co couple rooks on on both teams as well. Uh, we got uh, Bobby Kite throws a three ninety nine to finish uh, to to make uh, the cut for. Uh, for the what do you finish sixth? I, I think. Yeah, yeah. What what a great way of doing it. That's something he uh, will never forget. I'm not sure. Did he even know that that was the number? 
I, I don't know. He beat Tyler by 31, I think, hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, he had a 360-something. That's quite incredible. 370, yeah. And then Harry Rob, Rob Wilson, uh, the set right next to it, uh, I know he needed a big finish and started that last game fairly slow and then went caught fire uh, to, to kind of push his, his lead over Tyler as well. So uh, mm-hmm. congrats to, to both Bobby and, uh, and Robbie. And you two as well, and Eric Schoes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was we we've been part of Masters for a while, and it's the first time I've heard a long time somebody cheer or the crowd or the people cheer for somebody to make a team. Especially when Robbie hung that corner in ten, everybody was super at excited for him, and it wasn't there was no animosity towards anybody else. People were just genuinely happy for the guy, and um. I'm like, you, there's the guy that you, I don't know, that you want to root for. It's that guy, right? So, yeah, um, pr- pretty happy for everything like that. So that's pretty good. Super proud of both of them. I mean, like, like yeah. I mean, Bobby has overcome like major injuries all year long, and then, uh, and then Robbie, who's just a, the nicest guy you'll ever meet, um, and continually just like you know one spot short for the last number of years and then he absolutely breaks out in the last couple of months with Regina making his cut and then the the two wins at Central and then you know throwing clutch shot after clutch shot on Sunday to make that cut uh, could not be more proud for those two and you're right Tim like everybody wants to cheer for an underdog right and and it, it helps when the underdog is the nicest guy you've ever met <laughs> right and uh, and there it is yeah Sunday like you know, he leaves that corner and the whole crowd goes wild because he, they knew he got enough to, like, make it. And it's, yeah, awesome. It, it's, and that's a, a complete rarity in Masters when there's basically no no witnesses most of the time. So, yeah, absolutely cool. Yeah, it was. I'm glad we decided to run. Um, it was a hard decision. We were getting tons and tons of emails and questions and, are we running and are we not? And uh, is this safe? And I mean, we were still well within guidelines. The guidelines at that point were uh, under 250 people at that point. Um, I mean, tournament masters ran at 30 on Sunday. Uh, the the seniors were less than that. And then um, it was the, the t- uh, teaching division in the South that had almost a hundred bowlers. That, that was a lot, but uh you know, we were at a point where, like, we don't have a lot of, vir- like, coronavirus cases yet in Alberta, and it was a, a low-risk time period, um, and it's amazing how quickly that, that seems to change. Uh, but at the time, I mean, our options were we either run it or we postpone it, but the way things were rapidly changing, when would we be able to postpone it to? Uh, so, uh, I, and then at that point, what, what decisions do we have to make from there? Who makes the teams? What do we base it off of? People, you know, so, some of them missed a couple of tournaments because they go on vacation because they know they have two throwaways and all of a sudden they don't have that anymore. Uh, how do you do it for teaching division where everybody's playing at different different houses before provincials? You know, uh, it's it's tough. Like that's, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, we ran it. We just made sure that everybody knew, uh, you know, high five at your own risk um wash your hands be sanitary make sure the bowling alley it does everything they can to be sanitary and 
Yeah, but I'm 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 really glad we decided to run. Because who knows now, right? Well, I guess that, that brings up the other elephant too. Is uh, now obviously you know there, there's the Open Provincials in, in Alberta coming in a couple of weeks, uh, with all the closures. That's uh, very unlikely to run. But I guess even beyond that, uh, what what do we have for you know potentials of of any of these nationals running? Uh, I, I know Youth mm -hmm. Challenge was already postponed or cancelled. Uh, what what uh, what do we know about that, Tim? Uh, well, as far as I know, through what I've had to deal with with the uh, Alberta side on it, uh, obviously IP and the Youth Challenge have both been postponed, not cancelled. Um, only reason why we say postponed because we can still move it on. It might be, uh, honestly, it might be something that we have to look for. Look for. Um, I just got an, an email uh, looking to possibly move your challenge to August. So it could be done in August um, and looking for the weekend uh, before everybody goes back to school, a weekend or two before everybody goes back to school. That should give us plenty of time to have everything hopefully under, under wraps and under contained and whatnot. Um, we might have IP in September, you just we just don't know. And open is well as an open book right now. We don't know about that one either. Um, but these people earned their way there. Um, it, I think especially you challenging NIP, they've already qualified and they've already started working towards it and fundraising and things are already set in stone a little bit. So I I, I see those moving forward. Um, open as in for us, it's going to be tough. I think, um, but I'm still optimistic on it. Obviously, we have no timetables. I know Newfoundland, Saskatchewan, DC, and Ontario are all postponing it so far. Alberta will most likely 95, 99% will be moving, obviously have to postpone because it's only three weeks away. And well, we don't have a point center to host that right now. So um, I, I don't know timetables on that aspect, but I think it's something we have to at least look at moving forward, postponing it. Our, our members want to play. It's something we should maybe look forward. And then at that time when things are safe, is it something that might work out? We have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I, I know, I know you, youth net challenge, sorry, not youth challenge, uh, uh, youth bowl Canada's doubles and singles nationals are postponed. I heard sometime they're moving it back in the summer, hopefully. Um, so we just don't know. We just don't know. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm glad they're not, not canceling them. I'm glad they're postponing them, especially the kids. These, these kids have something to look forward to and, uh, and relish and enjoy. Um, I don't know about Masters. Masters, right on the cusp, I think, of it might be okay, might not be okay. Um, yeah. But, again, we don't know, right? And so, um, you know what, Adam? I might, I might not get another chance for a silver medal, right? So. Uh, <laughs> right, so we, hey, we guaranteed silver for Alberta. Well done, well done, Timmy. <laughs> You're welcome, uh, Tim. You were saying that the youth challenge is looking at later in August. So, are they looking yes. at um, coordinating with like the WCBT and a Saskatchewan Bowling School and maybe working with them to see if they can find an appropriate weekend that would work for everybody? Yeah, looking at the weekend that they gave me it would not be on the tour finals. And I don't think looking at the schedule, what it was for Saskatchewan bowling school, it would not be on that one either. Um, I think what it would be on is right now the traditional 
um, AGM day, which is this, whatever, the second week, last weekend in August. Um, I think that's the weekend they were looking at it. So um, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't look like it's conflicting with any dates right now. Because the Saskatchewan Bowling School is either the second last weekend or the second weekend of August. It's pretty close to that date. Oh, I, I thought, well, maybe I misread. I have it in my emails. I thought it was the last weekend in August. Um, but uh, maybe that was last year's. I, I've seen so many dates lately. I could be wrong yeah, too, for sure. Um, but yeah, obviously we don't want to have anything conflicting. Um, tour definitely isn't conflicting. So <laughs> we're okay there on that aspect. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully these all go through. So, so that's what I know so far. Hey, John, did you play the, uh, the masters, the maritime masters? Uh, I don't think that's going to schedule or it's not start until next year. Is that next year? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard so actually, the, the, the opens obviously was on your mind then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I, I'm assuming the open uh, was still kind of a, a go right now for you guys, or it was a go? Yeah, we've done our, our qualifying. Um, we just do a provincial round. Oh, okay. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. Two 10 game qualifiers and then a step ladder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. John, and that John was done. Well, we dominated. Oh. <laughs> we usually do it in January, and it just kept getting postponed with uh, snowstorms. Yeah. And, we finished up uh, in February at some point. I think we got three, three delays on it, I think. Wow. And, and John, you ended up winning it, right? Because I, I know after we talked earlier before podcast, I don't think uh, anybody had a chance to catch you, at least for the first seat in the step ladder, right? Yeah, yeah I, I built up a good lead after the first half, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a different feeling playing out the the tournament and then having to sort of reset for a step ladder game where, you know, you know, the last half of the last five games really, you know, didn't really matter. So on my end, anyway, I was kind of watching around to see who was going to make teams and stuff like that. And then and then just sort of reset for step ladder it was a, a mm-hmm. bit different. Who did you play in the final? Uh, Scott Clays, and he beat me the first one, and uh, I got him just in the second one. Well, congrats. Oh, yeah. thanks. He, uh, you had like about, what, seven straight 300s in your qualifying? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not sure. Eight out of ten in the first round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just went to town. Man, that's awesome. Good for you. Oh, thanks, John. Can you can you like uh, one thing? I I got to know Alan a little bit. Obviously, JB's a, a great listener of ours. Um, but you can pro- can you give us some insight how like PEI's bowling's kind of changed the last ten years? I think it's a little bit more involved, and uh, from being at meetings, I I think you guys have some of the most innovative people out there now. Yeah, Alan's definitely a, a hard worker. Um, I'm positive if he wasn't involved in, and Valerie and some of the other people in the executive, uh, we wouldn't have an association. It was definitely going that way, probably right around that 10 year mark 10 years ago. And 
you know, um, I, I worry about Alan sometimes because we've been through presidents before where they just got so burnt out with this that they've ended up uh, not only quitting the executive, but, but walking away from bowling altogether. And, uh, you know, I, I check in with Alan the odd time to see how he's doing mentally being around. The <laughs> and uh, and it, it's definitely a harder time right now for Alan to be president because the proprietors aren't willing to work so much with the, the association here. And uh, I, was, I, I lived in Nova Scotia for th three years while I went to school. And it was a very similar thing there that the, the proprietors really didn't work with the, the five pin association and uh, it really hurt their numbers and, and hurt uh, the attitude around the game everywhere. And hurt it, everybody just wasn't on the same page with growing the game. And that's what I sort of see on PEI right now. And it's, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Alan and Valerie and Albert Shepard and it's really just probably five to seven people keeping this thing going here. And uh, other than that, like we just had a center close at the start of this year. We probably, I think we got five centers going, uh, but two are members of the five pin. And, uh, uh, Nova Scotia's hurting worse than us. They, I think they just have two centers left, of uh, mm -hmm. five centers, and uh, just one that's part of the association. And then uh, New Brunswick has a uh, one center, mm -hmm. and that's been distant over the past as long as I've been bowling. They just have one center, so yeah, you definitely have Actually, a great core out there. Uh, I, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean. Val and Alan are remarkable. Um, the shepherds are are great, uh, but they, they all have, they all have a great sense of humor. They all have good energy. They they all work well together. Um, very fortunate, um, especially now like they're taking the undertaking of like the Atlantic Masters and that kind of stuff too. And and I know that that hasn't worked out uh, the the way we had hoped just yet. But I mean, it's it's year one. Let let's hope that uh, things move forward with that uh, here soon. But uh, um, what what are your thoughts about the Atlantic uh, Masters getting added in there? Yeah, it, it, I think it's well, somewhat wishful thinking. They're, they're really working hard to grow the game. You just worry if it's going to take numbers away from the Open. Um, Alan's been working really hard to get her Open numbers up, and we had. 34 tryouts this year uh, total, and that, uh, that's been the most in, in the past 10 years. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, it's just, with, with Masters, I don't know. I find it a bit different, just the time of year. I usually don't pull into July or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess just the work on their end, I've kind of walked away or – or semi walked away from the game for a bit, but I see the effort that they put in and I, I just, it, it kind of inspires me to keep going and, and to be more involved. So, um, you know, they're really, really working hard and they really have a passion for the game and uh, it's, it's keeping it alive. When, uh, when you start playing the tour, you won't worry so much about playing into July because you'll start playing in August. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good um ho i i hope i hope it does help at some point i mean even if because i think you guys were 
I think you guys were focusing on the, the teaching and then a single for each of the masters. Yes. Um, at least with the teaching division, that is a different, you know, a, a slightly different demographic than, than playing with the open. So, uh, yeah, hopefully long-term. Um, it's just, it, it's nice to have you guys included in that because I think masters is a, is a great experience and it's just another opportunity for everybody. Um, as long as, but I mean, there's, there's only so many opportunities you can take. Right. I, everyone's got other commitments and time and money and it, it all costs something. Uh, but uh, yeah, ho hopefully, hopefully some people take advantage of that soon and, uh, and get to experience masters. Cause I think it's worthwhile too. Yeah. For sure. I heard that uh, I heard the masters won't be going to Edmonton this year, uh, next year. Yeah. I heard, I heard so it'd be two years from now, whenever that is, they had a, uh, didn't get enough support or something towards based off of the maritime stuff. I was following it. Uh, so they won't be coming to Edmonton in next year, maybe the year after. Um, and, John, speaking about Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, yeah, they only have one center now in Nova Scotia. Uh, it's in it's in Greens. What is it? Uh, Green. I hate. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I don't, sorry, yeah, sorry for butchering that. Uh, <laughs> for those who are listening. Uh, but I heard they might be changing their – it might not be Nova Scotia anymore. It might be Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, kind of a, a co-thing going on there because – they only have one center each, right? So no point in, in just having one name on there now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool out there. <laughs> I'm interested if Carrie's still a part of this one. Uh, no, my internet's so bad. You guys sound like robots. So uh, you guys carry on. I will try and add a little bit of information when I can, but. Uh, Carry on with the topics. You guys are doing great. <laughs> we should almost do the the guest questions. Special guest questions. Sure. Yes. Take it away, play? Adam. Uh, all right. Sure. Uh, hey, John, uh, who is your uh, bowling mentor or uh, bowling idol? Um, growing up, uh, it was Ricky Burns. He was the 2019 Grassroots. Yeah. Uh, he. We grew. I grew up on the same street across the street from him and uh he took me to bowling got me into it taught me everything he actually ran the ybc program uh he coached me baseball uh he, he was just he's he volunteers basically everywhere on in charlottetown special olympics everything like that so, uh yeah rookie was um my main mentor uh actually every ybc nationals i went to he was the coach there so um, my second one, I, my second YBC Nationals, I think was one key moment for me just because I was the junior boy, but uh, Corey Glant was the senior boy at that point. And uh, yeah, Ricky was coaching the three boys that were singles. And uh, Corey won gold that year. And for PEI at that time, was it was just a, a complete rarity. We, there, there was one bronze in the 80s for a junior boy but for a national gold it, it just kind of changed mindset of youth bowling on prince edward island from that point um, i really believe that that moment kind of changed uh, how my bowling career played out uh, it wasn't more just uh uh it kind of felt like your goals changed when you went to a nationals rather than just uh, showing up and PEI is supposed to be 
you know, traditionally that's the, you know, placed in the middle or lower in the, the standings. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, just watching that firsthand, I think, changed everything for me, mindset and goal-oriented from that point. But, yeah, Ricky and, and Corey were the the two main ones. That, uh, oh, very cool. Uh, how many nationals have you been at? Uh, I think 25, including my B and Youth Challenge. And, Holy uh, cow. Um, That's a few. Man, good for you. Awesome. Yeah, well, that includes television too, I guess. Uh, CBC or Twins. I would count that. Yep. Absolutely. What, uh, what's your favorite event? Um, we used to run an event here in Atlantic Canada, the Atlantic uh, Men's Atlantics. And it, it was a, probably different than anything you guys played in. It, it was a team, just strictly team pinfall. Used to play. Uh, you put together your own team into it. Uh, we would host it in Charlottetown four years, and then every fifth year we we'll go to St. John's. So Newfoundland would send you know six or seven teams each year, and we'd probably at the peak of it there was twenty to twenty five teams in it, and you'd play uh, two game matches, uh, and it was just straight pinball two points for each match and then one point for the total of the two. And yeah, just something different. It wasn't really an individual thing by any means. It, it was really team oriented and it, it was a really cool event. Uh, it, it died off there in mid to late two thousands. Really kind of sounds similar to uh, when Freddie was talking about the, the Candlepin tournaments. They're yeah. All kind of that, that same format. Yeah, the worlds. Yeah, I I watched that there one time in Halifax. It, it, yeah, it, it's pretty similar to that. Yeah, I remember uh, I met James Shepard in 2010, and he yeah he talked nonstop about Atlantics, and it's it sounded like an absolute blast. It's uh, it's too bad that went wayside. Yeah, they did try to hang on to it by uh, mod doing a modified handicap format where after your after first round of matches, each person will get an individual handicap, and that will go towards the team total. Uh, but it still fizzled out. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it, 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 that the numbers have gone around here. When I first got into adult leagues, uh, well, I guess just before I moved to Nova Scotia, there. We still had eight teams in our major league in Charlottetown. And uh, I would say that there's really only a handful of those bowlers still playing, going back just 15 years ago. Uh, what, 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 what would you equate that to? Like, what, why, why the dwindling numbers? Um, it seemed like... Once some people lost interest, a lot of them did just because that's the people that they've always bowled with. So once, like, we had a youth team go into that, and um, none of us are bowling the league anymore out of that youth team. So that that's all, you know, in 2005, we were all 20 to 25 years old, and uh, not one person's bowling the league right now. And uh, I'm the only one that still plays provincials. 
I don't know, just, and that's what kind of lost interest for me is when those people left the game, it wasn't as fun anymore. Yeah. You didn't have that same social interaction. It just, things. I can definitely understand. Well, I guess that kind of, kind of leads into another kind of topic is, uh, uh, what type of sport improvements, uh, or what, uh, what do you think the, the game's missing? Uh, well, locally, definitely, it's got to, the proprietors and the association have to work together. That's what I see here. Uh, you guys seem like you're doing a really good job at West. It looks like you guys are growing well and, and doing things. Um, I think you're kind of setting the bar for the rest of us or, or, <laughs> or, or uh, giving us a benchmark to shoot for because uh, for the first time in a long time, we had a cash tournament in New Brunswick last year and that was supposed to go again this year and we were doing a, a second one on PEI and uh, both of them are sold out. We, each center has six lanes so we only fit 36 bowlers on each but the one in New Brunswick uh, fills within a couple of days that's both awesome. years this year so that's great to hear yeah so maybe we're sort of uh on the way back up that's <laughs> good awesome oh that's good to hear what, what's in uh the arsenal what do you wouldn't choose balls um i when i find a pair of shoes i try to stick with them for a while i've really only had two pairs of shoes since i was 16 and I, uh, I took ones to a shoe repair, and he said, uh, I, I wanted him to fix them. He said, the only thing you can do with them is throw them to the dog. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, a pair of SST fives. There's like a sneaker style, and I don't think there's any other SSTs like that. So I don't know when these ones go. I'll probably have to custom make my own. I always like the sneaker style more than more than the ball and shoe style. Uh, for balls, I've got almost everything, but I mainly use an old set of Cyclones that uh, a friend of mine had that doesn't play anymore, Andrew Brown. And uh, I have uh, Paramounts that I've had. That was my first set, but uh, I'll use the Cyclones and maybe Aramis, mostly I carry around, maybe soft rolls. Um, I love just, the Cyclones. I'm, I use them so often right now. I'm going back and forth between the Cyclones and the Comanches. And they just, they move well. They have really good grip. Um, they're unique to the rest of them. They're, uh, I don't know, big fan. I might have to try some of those one day. Yeah, <laughs> you might have to, but. <laughs> sure come, come, on, yeah, come on down this week. You can try them out. Yeah, you guys got everything there, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty well. Yeah, just not the lights. <laughs> That's fine. Global. <laughs> hey, John, what's uh, what's your toughest match or uh, favorite match that, that you've had? Oh, uh, toughest match probably when I was on CBC the first time. I like I, I grew up watching. The, the CBC series, the TSN series, and, and it was always my goal to be on TV uh, before, like, before I knew what the Open was or anything like that. So uh, I made it. I, I was 20 when I made it on, and it just – it was right around 9-11, and I think it might even got delayed a week or two because of that. And it just seemed like 
it was dragging off forever. It couldn't, wouldn't come, wouldn't come. And it just seemed like the wait was endless. And then even when I got there, we had to sit in the crowd for the 10 pin portion of it. And then I was on the last show, the second match. I was actually the last person to throw a ball. So by the time, it just felt like it, the wait was forever. And then the match went very fast. It yeah. felt like frames and and just like that i'd lost the match and it was done it was just a, it just uh, was a, a weird feeling that it, it was just you waited so long that was your your goal since you were 10 years old and then just like that, over with so so much build up and then yes it's so quick yeah there did you did you ever watch yourself on that match on tv or did you say yeah you know what i'm good I know when I, I watch the tour yeah. ones, I don't watch. I don't watch. I already know I lost. There's no point in watching it. Yeah, I, I just watched it once. I did. <laughs> I made it to the seventh frame and I, I shut it off. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Like, the last thing I need to do is listen to Gino tell me how, how bad I am or something like that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know that, right? But, but just, that's, yeah. kind of the, that's kind of the fun part is to hear what they're saying about you, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm perfectly okay. <laughs> Your balls were legal. It was fine. <laughs> hey, John, what's uh, what's left on the bowling bucket list? Uh, you get you get a ton of championships and everything, man. What's left? Um, I guess I've been realizing more and more. I I used to play baseball, and then uh, I tore my UCL and I stopped, and I started golfing, but. I, and I kind of got out of bowling. I've been realizing how important being around people is for my mental health. So I think that my bucket list would be just to to play more. I want to actually get out to a, a WCBT event and and just to be around people. I guess that's more of my goal now rather than winning something. It's it's just being a uh, I'm more focused on mental health at this point, I think, and uh, and the importance that bowling has around it. And, uh, you know, I hadn't played. I, I spared in a league twice this year. That's kind of a, a different thing. But just because I'm, I'm more that uh, I, I, being around the game, even listening to the podcast gets me around the game and, and makes me want to be around it more. So I think uh, just trying to get around it more and play competitive tournaments and and be around it uh, is kind of my bucket list right now and and once uh once i i get to the point i think where i want it i think if i go out to the you know a wcbt event then i think i might want to try to win one or play on sunday mm -hmm. like that it'll just gradually increase balls from there but um right now yeah it's just kind of be getting the mindset where I want to play. Mm -hmm. We'd love to see you out of them. We'd be nice to see you more than, you know, once a year, if we make open nationals, if we're lucky, <laughs> you know? So that, yeah, that'd be great. That definitely, definitely consider that for sure. John, you have two open single wins. Do you want to get a third one to tie Adam? Is that not one of your bucket lists? It used to be. And that's what <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely. And that's what kind of kept me because I wasn't playing the league. I would just show up for provincials and uh, be terrible and get frustrated and and uh, and walk away until next year, until the following year provincials were again. So uh, 
<laughs> so I think right now I just got to want to be around the game a little more. And then, yeah, eventually I think that will return to my bucket list too, to try to get a third one. Adam yeah. and Harry Blake, I think, has three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty fortunate. Um, I guess the, the last one, uh, if there's anybody past or present to, that you'd like to challenge in a match. Um, yeah, lots. I'm sure it's basically all the <laughs> same guy. Probably going to get in the response, like the Fraser Hanley or Bruce Mortar. I think uh, it, it wouldn't be to, to play a match against them. I just I kind of want to see them bowl. I, I wasn't fortunate enough to really uh, – well, I, I've seen Bruce once on TV. Um, but uh, to see Frazier, Hamley, Bowl, or – but for me, I think uh, the stories that that I'm most interested in are uh, Frank Levine, and I'd really like to play yeah. a match with Levine. Just, it, just really to see him bowl, and, and he has such a unique style. And, uh, yeah, that's who it would be for me. Such a different era of bowling as well. It would be kind of yeah. fun to watch and just dominate. Oh, good I, answers. Uh, I I really like your answer about like just want to be around the game more and, and uh, how how important that is to your mental health. Um, that's uh, a, a a fantastic point. But I, I think a lot of people probably take for granted, you know, just being around other individuals every week, seeing your friends every week. Um, a reason to be out of the house every week. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of people around the country right now that's going to realize very quickly how important bowling actually is to your mental health. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's a absolutely fantastic point. Uh, there's a reason a why so. Like a group of like-minded individuals, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, what else do we got for topics? Since since Carrie bailed on us. <laughs> I, know, I, I had one thing I was going to bring up to Mitch today, but I, I just don't think it's the time. So um, we'll have to, to relive that uh, another week or two once uh, everything kind of settles down. But, uh, yeah, I, I got something for him. <laughs> um. I guess I do have a question since my internet seems to be all right at the second. Oh, um, I know you talked about nationals and stuff like that. What do you guys think about the traditional in May? Do you feel like that's going to run at all? Uh, that, I mean, it, it, I doubt it. And, and that's, that's my own personal opinion. And, uh, and the only reason why I say that is because there's so much uncertainty at the moment where – we don't even know if a bowling alley is going to be open at that time period. So at this point, it's just so difficult to plan ahead and, and expect to be there. Um, I really hope it does. And I, I hope this blows over in, you know, two, three, four weeks and people can be start being like, okay, let's go do this. Cause I'd, I'd love to go play that. Um, but uh, it, that for me, that's, that's really hard to, that's really hard for me to say. I don't know. I I, I think the eight weeks that they mentioned, I think, did, didn't uh, Trudeau or, or Kenny out here mention eight weeks? Uh, this could be lasting for at least. So if that's the case, then 
eight weeks would be too long for the traditional. Fingers crossed, though. I mean, uh, maybe maybe we can push it back. <laughs> you don't know, right? Maybe that's an option too. Um, but uh, I fingers crossed for for the heritage. Yeah, uh, definitely hopeful because uh, especially with the momentum of WCVT right now. Uh, last thing we really need is, you know, it's not something like this as well, but uh, obviously, you know, there's uh, the government regulations and everything. So we'll, we'll see if the, uh, the center's open even. Uh, but I think he, even if it was to go, I, I could definitely see the numbers dwindle, you know, significantly. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, financial hardships uh, going on, obviously. So people might not be able to, to afford it. Uh, some people may not be able to travel. Who who knows what what uh, what bands are still going on there too, right? So, uh, de- definitely hope it goes. Uh, could could get pushed back. I guess that's always a possibility, especially with Tour Championship in August. Uh, there might be, you know, a, a different uh, weekend in there that that might work out for some people. But yeah, it's uh, difficult times. Yeah, I don't know if Kerry can pipe in on this or not, or hear us even, but. Uh, um... Uh, I, yeah, I wonder if things get postponed, do do we look at, uh, you know, running it sometime like the the weekend before Tour Finals or, or run it into Tour Finals or something like that so people are already there and maybe save on travel costs that way? Uh, maybe maybe that's something to look at down the road. But, I mean, we, we, have, uh, we haven't even discussed it. There's mm-hmm. – uh, everything is so up in the air at the moment. Uh, I yeah. mean, we can't say anything. The only issue I think with that, Dexter, even though it's a great idea, is uh, the top twelve. How do you, if somebody's not there, that well, might not that, be going to. Well, I mean, that was the whole point of the statement was that you know, they can they can come out and if they play if they play that event. If you think that you're going to be in the top twelve, come play Red Deer. You know, mm. be there, play it, and then and then play the tour final sort of thing is is what I'm saying. Because that, that, that would save them on travel costs from traveling. Greg DeGrazia, for a reason, then all of a sudden, for an example, you won't have to, you know, travel to Red Deer, travel home, travel back to Edmonton later on, right? Um, I, I'm sure if that was the case, I, I, I'm sure he would show up for it, you know? So maybe, maybe that's something to consider. But, again, we haven't talked about it at all, so uh, but we can't talk about it because we have no information. <laughs> like... What are we gonna do? Yeah, we'll see. Fingers, yeah, so, f- so fingers up crossed. in the air, so crazy. Yeah. Where are we, we at there, Karis? Yeah, I have no idea where the timer's at. <laughs> so I actually my- think that we're actually right at that hour. Where, yeah, perfect. I'm pretty sure that we are. I'm excited to listen to this podcast tomorrow because I was not a part of any of it. So, uh. <laughs> no, I yeah, no, it was it was probably the best one we've had, Gary. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thanks to John Walsh. That's for yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, John, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Thanks, John. It's always Thanks. great chatting with you, even though it, like we we don't do it enough. But uh, re- really appreciate having you on there, buddy. Yeah, thanks for asking me. This has been great. No worries. We'll have to try definitely, to get here soon. Definitely a somber type podcast. Definitely a different vibe to it, eh? With well, everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a somber kind of world right now. Nah, crazy. Yeah. But uh, good, good on uh, – I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Jeff Young as well. 
mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, kind of that, that uh, real heartfelt message there. Um, obviously, you know, you guys have a bit of a medium as uh, proprietors as well. So, um, you know, being able to hear your guys' voices and stuff like that is pretty big. Uh, you know, thankful that we can at least put a little bit of content out there for try to get people through a couple laughs here, there too. And it uh, sounds like Jeff will be as well. So, uh, if there's any like topics or anything that uh, that you know the general listenership or viewership wants to put out, uh, let let us know or uh, let Carrie know. We can always share that content as well. Keep the uh, the buzz going. Stay safe out there, guys. We're gonna get through this all together. And maybe when we're done, Tim will have bowling balls that are legal. Doubtful. <laughs> hey, they got me twenty five hundred. I'm I'm keeping them. <laughs> At Bonnie Dune. Wow. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. <laughs>